Welcome to podcast 37. 37, folks. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. This is a, a full week back for us. Yeah, first full week back. The, the previous two weeks, office was just nice and shut down most of the week. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were in a couple of days to get a few things done, but this has been our first full week back. We had church last night, first Wednesday night back. How's it feel to just be, give me your honest opinion how it feels to be fully back? Um, I actually was have been feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was a little Monday morning. I was like, oh. Really? Yeah. I think I'd, I'd been up doing a lot of stuff all weekend. It was obviously it was New Year's weekend and the New Year's Day. Uh, we drove down to, uh, to Monroe. A lot of my wife's family's down from Monroe. So it's about an hour and 20-minute drive. You had a, you had a Christmas <laughs> yeah. celebration on had, January 1st. Yes. How was that? That was good. Did it feel yeah. weird? A little bit. Were you in the Christmas spirit? Um, I wasn't until I got there, you know? Yeah. They had all their, like, they had all their, like, Christmas decorations still up, and it, it was kind of funny. The first time I walked in, it was like, oh, Merry Christmas. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Was it good food? <laughs> yeah, it was really good food. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Her, uh, her dad is a really good cook, and everybody kind of brought some stuff. Yeah. So, but, so we had a, had a long weekend. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were up, we were up. So you were tired Monday so, morning. So I was kind of tired Monday morning. Yeah. But I feel like I got going. I felt like I got a lot of stuff done between Tuesday and Wednesday. Feeling good today. Yesterday, you know, did the one shape at church. Ooh, so that was this, r- this morning was a little rough too, not going to lie. <laughs> the after effects. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. If anybody w- out there has ever eaten anything extremely spicy, You've experienced the after effects. The after effects. Which just happens about eight to ten hours after you eat the thing that is killing yeah. you. You know what? I and woke then, then up. And it kills you again. Yeah, I woke up fine. I, my stomach didn't hurt. I had no pain. I was like, I'm good. You slept good? Slept good. Well, actually, I didn't sleep very good, but not because of the chip. I just was having trouble sleeping a little bit. Sometimes that happens. I woke up. I was like, man, all right, I'm good. I got up. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh. Right now, that. I need to go to the bathroom <laughs> right now. <laughs> I do not envy that experience. That's rough. And then I, I was hurting for about 20 to 30 minutes this morning, just pain. Oh, 30 uh, minutes? All, all over, just fr- <laughs> from my stomach, all the way down. My goodness. And But, yeah, it was, it was rough. Yep. yep. It was rough. Even if I eat... Something like if I eat something really spicy, but just even a little bit of it, yeah, I'll feel it. Yeah, oh, yeah, you feel it, you feel it <laughs> for sure. I was in a, I don't know if this is if this is TMI, but I was in a group text with all of the people who, who ate it last night, uh-huh. and every one of them this morning was like, Guys, this is bad. <laughs> the first one came. I didn't. I woke up to the first text. It like, came in the middle of the night last night, oh. and it was like, guys, it's bad. Oh no! And then just one after another, guys, it's bad. We're actually, I w- by the time we're recording this, one one person hasn't 
hasn't said that it's come for them yet, but so I had when I was in high school, I ate. I was in a uh, competition. Yeah, and it's a pretty much a competition of whoever who could eat the most blazing wings. Oh yeah, and when I was in high school, the recipe for the blazing wings was actually hotter. Yes, than it is now because they they changed the recipe a few years ago. They did, and I think they should have because it was just heat. Yeah, that's all it was, um, and. And no flavor. So, like, you, there was no real incentive to <laughs> get a blazing wing unless you wanted to just lick a red-hot stovetop. Right. That's essentially why you did it. So nobody was doing that. So I think they smartly changed recipes. But I ate 17 wings in a competition. Yeah. And I lost. Okay. And I had no idea. Oh, that was your first experience yes. with that. Oh, that's terrible. No idea. And I, I did it on a Wednesday night, my competition. Yeah. So the next day in school, I'm sitting in class. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No way. And I feel like, whoa, right. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I raise my hand and I'm like, teacher? I don't yeah. even remember what teacher it was. I think it was math class, though. It's like, can I go use the restroom? Yeah. And she's like, nope, please wait till the end of class. And I was like, <laughs> I thought to myself, I don't know if I can. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. When, and, when it comes, it's you know, coming. About five minutes after the asking for permission, I felt my stomach turn again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a worse that, you know, now it's worse. Oh, yeah. And so I just get up and walk out because I was going to probably mess my pants. Right. And I, she was like, sit down, Lucas. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I just left the room. Yeah. And I get to the bathroom and... Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's bad. And it's 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 as bad. It's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And there was tons of I ate 17 wings. <laughs> yeah, that's so much. So many wings. I wouldn't eat 17 wings ever. There's the, I wouldn't eat that much food. Right. So I had so much in me. And I sat in that bathroom stall for the rest of math class. I heard the bell ring. The the bathroom fills up with people because they're transitioning classes. Yeah, yeah. They're using the restroom in between classes. I'm I'm in there. I hear the bell ring again to be in class. Right. I'm still in there. And it starts to dawn on me. I can't get off this toilet seat. Not only that, I'm late for my next class. Right. And I have to. So I finally finish round one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. I finally finish, yeah, and I walk to my classroom that my book bag is in, and my bag and my book is in, and my pencil yeah. and my notepad, right, everything you need for class is in the other classroom, and I have to walk in and interrupt <laughs> the next class, and right. she's mad at me because I left without permission, <laughs> yeah, 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 and I walk in and she gives me the death stare, like, oh yeah, you've you've made me mad, and but she doesn't know what I just went through. And I just grab my backpack, I grab my book, I grab my notebook, my pencil, and I just walk out of the room. It's just like a walk of shame. And then I walk into the next class late. Where have you been? You know, the teacher's like, where have you been? And I'm like, you don't want to know. And I sit down. And you're like, sitting down is like, oh. <laughs> and then I get home that day, and I thought everything was fine. And nope, it's another. It's like another round. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, it's terrible. It well, was so bad. I, 
I don't. I really haven't eaten like all. I've eaten hot stuff since. Yeah, but a very small amount. Right, right. That's you, how really bad it was. You weren't. You weren't about to go back to try to eat seventeen more. Oh no. Oh no. I'll eat. I will eat a single blazing wing. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I actually, since they changed the recipe for their blazing sauce, mm-hmm. it actually has some pretty good flavor now. Well, the next one down from the hottest is wild. Yeah. And that's actually very delicious. It's very good. I love wild. Yes. Wild is very good. It's hot. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got some heat to it. But you're initially, you're like, this flavor is perfect. So good. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> My mouth's kind of watering. <laughs> Let's get some let's get some B dubs. <laughs> Actually, taking the family to Mexican food tonight. Nice. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Me and my wife are going on a date tonight. We're going to get Thai food tonight. So in Fenton. Yeah. At where at? Uh, Thai House Bistro. Ooh, is that the one in um, right next to is the that... Mediterranean place? Yeah. 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 That new Mediterranean place. This place is good. It's very good. Yeah. <clears throat> we got a it's better we... than um, Petaway. It is better than Petaway. And we got a coupon. You know those, like, you just moved into the neighborhood, here's some coupons to local places. Yep. Packets. Well, it's it really funny. We moved into Holly, and we got one of those packets, and every one of the restaurants that sent us coupons is in Fenton. Nice. And uh, Does Holly have any restaurants? Yeah, they have some restaurants. How many restaurants does Holly actually have? Like, sit-down restaurants. Not not Subway Right. Not okay, because there, there's the strip on Grange Hall. Where not Tim Hortons. Where there's Subway and Domino's and, and Taco Bell and Wendy's and all that Little Caesars. Those are all up there. But actual sit-down restaurants, uh, there's like there's Red Devil. There's the Holly Cafe. There's Bittersweet Cafe. There's that other weird Greek restaurant that starts with an A. I can't remember what the name of it is. So like five. Five. Poor Holly. <laughs> and it burnt down. Yeah, the Holly Hotel burnt down. That's sad. Oh, it had Andy's place, which would have been a sixth one. Did you see the uh, new Hallmark Christmas movie? No, I haven't been able to watch it. Like, I can't figure out where to stream it at. Um, Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime? Yep, I found Before it on Amazon it. Prime. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> no. I watched the trailer for it I on wa- YouTube. Yep, I watched the trailer. And, and I was like, okay, I, I watched the the. Minute and a half trailer, and I was like, okay, I watched the whole movie right there. Well, I'll tell you right now. Once you watch the trailer, you don't <laughs> want to watch the movie. Because <laughs> the trailer does not draw you in. It's no. just kind of like, oh, this is a movie I don't want to watch. No, it's a movie I don't want to watch. The only reason I was considering watching it is to see if my house is in it. That's exactly what I was saying to you. Yeah. Your house might be in it. So I I would watch it just to see if my house is in it. Yeah. And if it's not, then it's a stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do we even tell people what the movie is? Uh, I don't think so. Christmas at the Holly Hotel. Christmas at the Holly Hotel. They should have just named it Christmas at the Dump. <laughs> 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 because you know that Holly Hotel is mold-ridden, just smells terrible and, and it's just so gross it's just the trailer you gotta tell me the trailer where they were the shots inside the holly hotel it looked terrible yeah it looked I like a place i want to avoid yeah i'm trying to think i don't remember those shots too well oh my gosh yeah 
I mean, it's burned down now. It doesn't even uh, exist anymore. It's, but it's the story just gets more and more sad. It was, <laughs> it was it was terrible while it stood, and it's now it's burnt to the ground. Now it's burnt to the ground. It just and now it just stands there burnt. Yeah. What's the plans with that thing? I don't know. There was for a little while. There's a bunch of uh, crews coming in, taking stuff down, and but oh. there hasn't been any work on it for a little while. Did you hear what's uh, coming to Fenton? No, it's coming to Fenton. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse is coming to Fenton. State. I just got a whole bunch of gift cards to Texas Roadhouse. So just wait. What I think they did was they uh, tore down the Applebee's. Okay. And uh, across the street from Walmart. From Walmart. And I think a Texas Roadhouse is going up. Nice. Yeah. Tell me about it. I wish they would have just kept the Applebee's, though. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, the more restaurants, the better. Oh, you think they should have kept Applebee's and added Added. Texas Texas Roadhouse? Yeah. Okay. Because I would say I'm going to take Texas Roadhouse over Applebee's every single time. But I can see the guy who kind of owns it would be like, you know, I think Texas Roadhouse is better. Why don't I just... If it's yeah. an opportunity to like transition to Texas Roadhouse, let's just do that. Right, it's a yeah. way better restaurant. So, and it's probably was a smart business. I don't want to. I don't want to take more time and slam restaurants, but <laughs> Applebee's essentially is just microwave food. It's hundred percent true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the last time that I went to an Applebee's to actually eat food. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. There was there was a little stretch of time where I would go there. After youth service on Wednesday night, after Ignited. Well, yeah, when you're and, young and you don't know any better and it's cheap. Yeah, well, we and we would get half-off appetizers because yeah. you go, like, after 10 p.m. Yeah. And so you could get, you know, all the appetizers half-off. Yep. And that was it. That was it. But we didn't even order real food. No. No. Boneless chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, mini tacos yeah. and spinach dip. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, spinach dip. <laughs> Spinach dip. I could do without that, honestly. Not a fan of spinach dip. Really? I love spinach it's dip. It's okay. It's okay. I, there's, I'd rather have queso. Uh, I, I like both wow. of them. Really? Uh, yeah, I do. Wow. I, I like, if you're going to compare really good queso to really good spinach dip, I'm going to take the queso. Okay. But I think average, like, average to bad spinach dip is probably better than average to bad queso. And we've been on our open topic a lot longer than I anticipated. Yeah, wow. We've been talking about this <laughs> almost 15 minutes. Let's transition. Yeah, to we, our... got, we got some good things to talk about. I didn't realize we've been talking so long. What do we got today, Pastor Luke? We have got an awesome topic for you today. Um, here we go. This is the title. Do you own the most important thing? Yeah. I like it. Do you remember when you left your parents' house for the first time? Oh, yeah. And you realized how little you actually have. Oh, 100%. I was like, especially like kitchen things or just like yard things. Yard Yard stuff. Yard equipment. All all of my yard equipment. I was like, I literally, we, we moved, I moved out in September and I was like, we don't, I don't even own a snow shovel. Do you own a rake? I, right, like, do you no, have a rake? I don't have a rake. I don't have a shovel. It's about I don't to have be a snow the shovel. The leaves are all about to fall. Like, I don't have, I got nothing. Nothing. If the snow falls <laughs> or if the leaves fall or if a rainstorm comes, or if you need to do anything, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And here's, here's, here's something nobody ever tells you to put that stuff on your wedding registry. The, your wife would kill you. 
Like, yeah, it's how you, your pots and your pans and your towels and your bed sets and sheets. And yep. no, nobody's ever like, you know what? You should really get some some yard tools yeah. and a rake, a <laughs> shovel, a snow shovel. Like, nobody's ever told me that once. An axe? An axe. But that would have been great. I wish I would have put that on my registry because I moved out and realized I have none of this stuff. Yep. I oh, moved yeah. out <laughs> of my parents' house. And... I remember my first night sitting in my dorm room. Yeah. And I realized, it dawned on me, I don't have a fridge and I don't have a pantry. Right. With food. Yeah, just constantly stocked. What am I going to do? And I got depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Because my only option, and I had no friends. Right. Yeah, you just moved to a new city. Yes, I'm in a brand new city 1,000 miles away from my f- everything. Yeah. I've got no friends. i got nothing. And I'm struggling with all that, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I have to go get something to eat by myself. Ah, that's so awkward. It's not – yeah, and it's a combination of, like, depression and yeah. awkwardness. It's like, oh, boy. I don't remember what I did, but it was, it was a struggle. And then I remember when I, I finally graduate college, I come back home. I remember coming back home, moving back into my parents' basement. Yeah. I just, I owned nothing. Not even, I didn't even own my car. It was a lease. Yeah. I, I remember I was asked to add up all my assets. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I had like six hundred and fifty dollars in stuff. <laughs> I had a mountain bike worth six hundred bucks. <laughs> and fifty dollars worth of other things. Yes, and about fifty dollars worth of other things. I could sell some books on eBay and that's about it. I had some rollerblades. This is oh. no joke, dude. I I owned nothing. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know why that was so funny to me. I was, that's hilarious. I didn't even own, like I said, I had a car, but I didn't. I, I it wasn't mine. Right. I it actually owned me. Oh yeah, when you have a lease, it owns you for it sure. It owned me. I had it, it, I, I owed it payments. <laughs> so right. actually, so yeah, I had nothing. Nothing. Finally started to accumulate some things, right? Yeah. Started to get some things. I remember buying my first car, yeah. right? And then after that, I remember buying a house. Yeah. And then selling a house. And okay, now buying another house, selling that one, buying another one, growing my my things and buying cars and, and, and getting equipment and getting, you know, lawn tractors and mowers. And like all of a sudden you're, you're starting to – you're starting to build all this stuff. But the question truly is, is – do you own the most important thing? Yeah. And I think that the most important thing is not, you know, your shovel or your rake. It's not your laptop or your car. Yep. It's not even your house. Yep. I mean, value-wise, you think of, man, like for, for me, like, yeah, that, my house, that's the, I've, that's the most valuable thing that I have. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's no. It's not the most important. It's not the most important. And what you need to understand right now is the most important thing that you must own and have is 
a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. A personal, real relationship with Jesus. Yep. And maybe you're like, oh, I thought this day we're going to be talking about something different. Well, the reason that we're talking about this is because this really is the most important thing. Yep. And I think, Pastor Luke, so many people go through life, just like we were talking about, kind of living off of their parents' faith. My parents go to church, so I go to church. My parents are Christians, so I must be, so I'm a Christian. And then all of a sudden, just like when I moved out, I realized I got, I got no rake, I got no shovel, I got no snow shovel, I got no chainsaw, I got like, I realized oh, all that stuff was my parents. I don't, it's, none of it was actually mine. Yep. I knew how to, you know, I was, we were talking about chainsaws earlier. My dad had a chainsaw growing up most of my life. I learned how to run a chainsaw. I could talk to talk. I could walk to walk. I knew how to run a chainsaw, you cut down trees. You looked at anybody without a chainsaw as a total loser. And then all Why would sudden, you do all that without a chainsaw? What's wrong with you? Well, you need to get a chainsaw. And then you moved out of your house. And, and I was like, I don't have a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I am now a laughingstock. Yeah. Right? I am now the person who doesn't have the, yeah. the correct tools to get the job done in an efficient way. Yeah. And, and people do that all the time with their Christianity. They, they go to church. They know how to talk the talk. Uh, they know they know how to fake the walk. They can yeah. convince everybody. They know all the right things, and then all of a sudden they get in a situation where they realize my relationship with God was never actually mine. I went to church every single Sunday and Wednesday because my parents made me. Yeah, right up till I I graduate high school. Yeah, the even the summer after graduating high school, I still live with my parents. Yep. And I went to church because I had no other option to go to church. Right. And I, then I remember I, I went off to college, and my dad had the conversation with me on the drive down. Yeah. You need to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Dad. I know, Dad. And he he just talked to me about that and, and encouraged me in that and essentially just was like saying all the things he should say. Listen, you're, you're going to go to school to be in the ministry. Yeah. You should want to wake up and go to church on Sunday. Yeah. And I thought that's, yeah, Dad, I totally understand. But then I do remember, I do remember waking up on my first Sunday away from my parents thinking to myself, do I want to go to church today? Right. Do I don't I, have to. I don't have to go to church today. Am I going to go? And I could, t- t- I remember the first time in my life realizing it's up to me to get up, to shave, take yeah. a shower, grab my Bible, put on my dress shoes, and find a ride to church because I didn't have a car. Right. I was either going to have to walk to a close church right, or I was going to have to find a ride with somebody. Yeah. And so you know what I did? What would you do? I walked. Really? The, yeah. I didn't have a ride. I didn't have any friends. Right. Okay. And I walked. There was a church that was meeting in our campus's basketball arena. Okay. It's a very large church. Yeah. And that's where they that's where they met. They met in the basketball arena. And I walked to the basketball arena and it was about three quarters of a mile walk, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. I walked there and I went to church. And then I walked I walked back to my dorm room. Yeah. I went to church. Right. But I went to church and I worshiped and I took notes 
Yeah. And I heard information about small groups and I heard information about pos- opportunities to serve. Yeah. Um, right. And I and it and I started to for the very first time in my life, I was given the opportunity to own this thing. Yeah. And I felt the Holy Spirit talking to me. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do today? And so anybody, any young person out there listening to me right now, and the only reason you go to church is because your parents make you, drive you, you have no other options. I mean, you're, you're, you're 17, you're 18, but you're still living at home and you know it's yeah. expected of you, you've got to go to church. Yeah. You need to have a serious come to Jesus moment and say, do I want to go to church? Yeah. Do I have a personal relationship with Jesus? That's the most important thing you must own. Own that. Yeah. Own it. And this shocked me, Pastor Aaron. Shocked me. I was at a Christian college. Yeah. And I remember waking, I remember coming out of my, waking up in my dorm room. Right. And I had my roommate. He didn't wake up to go to church. My roommate didn't. Wow. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't getting up for nothing. Yeah. I remember I came out of my dorm room, and it wasn't early. I think I went to like the 11 a.m. service. Yeah. And so I got up at like 10 a.m. Yeah. You know? Right. That's not early. No. And that hallway, I came out of that hallway, and there's 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 30 men live on live on my hallway. Yeah, I opened my door and I came out of the hallway. It's a straight hallway. I can see every door. Look, looking left and right, I can see every door. That hallway was empty. Wow. And I went into the bathroom and I showered, you know, and I shaved and I yeah. did my hair and I cleaned my ears and I came out of the bathroom with my towel around my waist. Yeah. My flip flops on my feet. Not single person came into the bathroom while I was in there and the hallway was still empty. That's so crazy. And I remember then finally coming out of my dorm room, which is full of a thousand men. Right. And there was a few guys dressed for Sunday morning church, carrying a Bible. Yeah. Going somewhere to church that day. Just a few on a campus full of 7,000 students. There was about 10 of us walking around campus looking like they're going to church. It was a wake up call. Yeah. Then I got even more of a wake-up call because I was just a freshman. I didn't know anybody, but then you start to know people as the weeks and months go on. And you learn who's a theology major, a Bible major, a, you know, wants to be a pastor, wants to do all this stuff. And they weren't getting up and going to church either. That's why weren't that's, why weren't they going to church? Yeah, you're you're studying, you're paying. $22,000 a year yeah. to learn how to do ministry, and you're not getting up going to church. Right. So something's really strange. Yeah. You're willing to go into $90,000 in debt <laughs> to be in the ministry, but you're not willing you to wake up to go to, church. to go to church. Yeah. How, how is that possible? You're willing to make this a sacrifice here, but not a sacrifice there. And not only that, they made the wrong sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, it, it makes me think of a couple of things. It makes me think of one, the passage in, I believe it's in the book of James, where James is talking about 
how you need to be uh, a doer of the word, not just a hearer, you know, and I think that sometimes we can say all the right things, be doing all the right things, going to the right place, paying the right people money. But if, if your heart is not in it and your motives are all wrong or it's not really yours, you haven't taken possession of it, then you're exactly like that person that James is talking about. They're saying all the right things. They're reading all the right things. They're studying all the right things. They're memorizing all the right things, but they're not doing anything. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. I remember, exactly. I remember um, <clears throat> a message being preached and... It was pretty even. Yeah. Uh, I was just about to bring this up. I have a feeling I know exactly the message <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. And he was like, you know, let's just say you're, you're living at home and, you're, and you're, your mom's like, hey, I want you to clean your room. Yeah. And you're like, I know my biblical Greek. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that the message? Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the message. Well, that's fine, son. I'm <laughs> proud of you, but clean your room, please. Oh, but I just, I studied for hours. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. I really am. But I need, I want you to do this. Yeah. Well, I just went into debt to go to college. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Clean your room. Clean your room. See, it's, it doesn't mean anything unless you're doing it. Yeah. Unless you're doing it. And it, it reminded me of another another story uh, from, from the man, Dr. Ron Cottle. Oh, the uh, man. The man. The man. And he was telling this story, um, I can't even remember if it was in one of the books that I read or a class that I heard him do or a message. I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of Dr. Ron Cottle. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> but uh, he, he was talking and sharing about how being in the, the presence and the will of God is the best training ground. And he's talking about the life of David and how David grew up in... Uh, in in Bethel, which is, means the house of bread, yeah, and and then he was in the sh- in the sheep pen as a shepherd, and then you know went off to fight Goliath and, and became king. But he was saying that in every one of those moments, David had to own it for himself. Yeah, that he could not just because his family lived in Bethel didn't mean David was going to become king. Yes, just because he's and he was like there was thousands of shepherds in Israel at that time. Just because he was a shepherd. Watching sheep didn't mean he was going to fight Goliath. Yes. And he was talking about how every step of the way, David had to own his life. He had to own that moment. He had to make it his. And, and that, when he was walking through that sequence, and he, he kind of walked through all of those moments in David's life, that really stuck with me. That in all of those little moments, he had to decide, I'm going to make this my own. I'm going to do the right I'm thing. I'm going to do the right thing I'm right now. It. I'm going to own this. This is mine. This is my mm-hmm. life, and I'm going to own it right now. Eli, the priest in the Old Testament, had sons yeah. who worked in the church, yeah. I guess you could call it, right? Yeah. The, whole, the holiest place. And they, they, they didn't own it. They didn't own it at all. They were scoundrels. Yeah. The Bible and, actually says they were scoundrels. Yeah. That's why I use that <laughs> word. They were scoundrels. They, they, were, they ate the extra sacrificed meat. For to, to to satisfy the flesh. Yeah, they they didn't t- they didn't own it. They didn't respect it. They didn't even though they were living in the house of God, they were not children of the Most High. Not at all. And see, it doesn't 
You can be taken you could be taken to church every Sunday and Wednesday of your entire life until you move out of the house and it doesn't mean that you are a child of God. Yeah. It just means that you had parents who were responsible enough to get you to church. Right. But you never truly owned it. That's good. How do you own it? You must experience the love of Jesus firsthand. Yeah. And then after you experience the love of Jesus, you become like Jesus. You deny the flesh. You die like he died. Yep. You die to something. You got to die to something. Got to die to self. Yep. You got to become like Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's here. Do you have, do you own the most important thing today? A relationship with Jesus. I have so much, we'll end with this, Pastor Aaron. I have so much respect for our young people here who come to church on their own. Yeah. So much respect for them. You know, we have even in our youth ministry, Pastor Luke, we have a number of students who their parents don't come to church. Mm -hmm. Um, Or their parents aren't here on Wednesday. Maybe they're here on Sunday, but they're not here on Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. And they get in their own car or they get a sibling or a friend to drive them to church. Yeah. To be here. I mean, I have so much respect for them because yeah, they've they, owned it. They've, they own it. They got the most important thing. And I'm a bit jealous because they were given the opportunity to own it at a much younger age yeah. than I was. Right. And they said yes. And I'm, I'm like, I respect it and I'm jealous. It's, it's going to serve them so well. You know, Jesus says that you've, you must be willing to leave father and mother, brother yeah. and sister, for me. For his sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and there's a reward if you do. Oh, but, yeah. But Jesus is, has made it so clear that you must be willing to part with what you love the most yeah. for the one who loves you the most. Come on. And those who've done that, They've figured it out. Yeah. And they own some they own a treasure that the world would give up all the riches in the world for. Yeah. It's salvation. Salvation. Come on. Eternity in paradise. Yep. That's essentially what everybody's longing for. And you found it. Yeah. You own it. Man, that's a good it's it been is a good. good podcast. Great podcast. It's been great to be with you today, audience. See you next time. Yep. Right here, episode thirty eight. Next week we'll bring you a hearty bowl of podcast. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.